Hello and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast with your hosts Kevin and Chris where we focus on tips for the aspiring World of Warcraft player. Each week we'll give you a brief look into what we've been doing in game, updates on news, and focus on a weekly challenge. This week the weekly challenge will be basic UI packs versus complex UI packs. With that, let's jump right into the show. T on today's show we have a special guest, Gavril. Gavril, are you there? I am indeed, gentlemen. How you doing, buddy? I'm always fantastic, Vivi. Thank you. Excellent. So let's uh, give the audience a little background on your play in the world of Warcraft. Um, all right. Uh, I am Gavril. Um, I have been playing WoW since 2006. Um, I started uh, way back during the early days. Um, started as a uh, raiding holy priest. Uh, of course, I was a dwarf because, haha, fear ward. Um, and over the years, I have continued playing that uh, holy priest, and I've moved over into protection paladin at this point. Uh, I raided hardcore for a long time, but now I am just super casual. And I think you ran a guild, right? I have run several guilds, uh, but I ran one through most of... Wrath, and I also ran one through part of Cataclysm. Very cool. All right, so great credibility. Let's jump right into the show. Chris, let's start off with you and what you've been doing in-game this past week. What have I done in-games? Um, pretty much the same as last week. Uh, Raided Normal uh, Trials of Valor, Raided Heroic Emerald Nightmare, uh, we got Elgonoth down, so we just have to kill Scenarius and what's his name, Xavius, on heroic. So that's been a lot. That was a lot of fun. Actually, while we were doing Elgonoth the first time, we would have actually one shot it if it wasn't for the fact that one of our hunters DC'd right as we actually went in to fight the heart, and we got it to two percent before it popped and killed us all. That was annoying, but it was fun. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Uh, we would have, we would have, would have actually one shot the thing. So I'm kind of annoyed. Um, let's see what else. I did mythic uh, and mythic pluses this week. Still have that hate relationship with the um, vault of the wardens ever since BlizzCon, and I don't think that's ever going to go away. Uh, and we, I did some battlegrounds and arenas. But playing as a Havoc Demon Hunter that I really don't know how to play very well, didn't go very well. Sounds good. And, you know, last week we had the weekly challenge for PvP. Um, did you notice anything or have any additional things to add about the PvP or Battlegrounds that you did? Um, I would say just kill the fucking healers, DPS, please, for the love of all that is holy kill the goddamn healers <laughs> always always follow nefarian's advice go for the one in the dress exactly <laughs> although technically it was, it's also um what's her name is zarya no the chicken warlords because she said when they reworked black black rock Magra? no it's gonna annoy me now to figure out her name Move on. Moving on. All right. Um, 
Okay, so I actually didn't get to play WoW too much. I had a crazy work schedule this week and only logged in <clears throat> for a few minutes here and there. Um, I think that's probably one of the things to mention just in general is if I only have a few minutes to WoW, what do I do? And I think the the number one thing that I'm, I've been doing this time around is doing my emissary quests. So that's something where it's like, not too hard to do a few quests here and there, get my emissary cash and have a chance for a legendary. So I've been at least doing that. Um, I did run a few PVP battlegrounds and had a little bit more success I, than I had in the past. I think I'm starting to understand as a healer, you know, sticking with the, the person who's carrying the flag on the capture the flag maps and just kind of heal them, heal myself, using some talents that I don't normally use as a holy priest for that work well in PvP. So um yeah, that that actually worked out for me this week. Uh Gav, how about you? What have you been up to in game? Um not a whole lot. Um I've also had kind of a weird work schedule. Um did uh did a little bit of PvP. PvP is not uh, my bag really in the end. Um, just ran some mythics, just kind of took everything really super casual, really super relaxed. Very good. Cool. So let's actually, uh, Chris, there was one thing that we wanted to mention from last week's show. We got a response on Twitter about the PVP topic that we had. Yes, uh, at Winstead84 uh, mentioned that you just listened to the podcast on the PvP topic, and there are some great resources that he mentioned uh, on YouTube, and also a another WoW podcast, uh, Technical PvP, te- Technically PvP, uh, so you can find them, I think they're on Stitcher, uh, and you can find they're on Twitter at Technically underscore PvP. So there's a good resource for people who want to know some more information about WoW and PvP. Excellent. And we can uh, retweet that on our own Twitter account, AzerothCTC. So check that out as well. Yep, I already retweeted that. Excellent. All right, jumping into this week's news. Um, the big news for the week in terms of what you can do in-game is the weekly legion dungeon event which starts on tuesday and during the weekly dungeon event when you kill a final boss in the dungeon you you will get an extra item reward and i'm assuming that this is one of those um treasure chests that can drop an extra legendary do you guys know if that's true no it's 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 literally just an extra piece of loot from the boss when you loot it okay so it's going to scale with the difficulty obviously and you know could have a chance to uh, roll Titan Forge, which to, yeah. could be a big eye level upgrade for you if you do get something like that. Uh, it's also important to note that they aren't available in Mythic Plus. Okay. Mythic Plus has its own rewards and it's excluded from the dungeon event? Yes. It's, yes. It's, okay. looks like it from what it, gets, looks like it's just normal, heroic, and Mythic, not Mythic Plus. I see. And it, it so, is just dungeons, by the way, just the dungeons. Cool. All right. So, you know, with the Legion Dungeon event, I thought it would be a good idea for us to have a quick discussion on what our impressions have been about Dungeons and Legion so far and, um, you know, what you like, what you dislike. I know that we're going to talk about DPS are usually the assholes. I think we got that out of the way on our first episode. 
but um yeah so let's start with gav actually and um you know i i put the list of the dungeons into the show notes so that we can kind of you know take a quick look at this and see if there's any that we want to talk about in particular but you missed one <laughs> we'll add it in then i am so so chris or gav which of the um you know what let's start with what you like about dungeons and legion um five-man content is actually relevant again after a certain once you get a certain difficulty level five-man content is actually super relevant um as a gearing source and as a source of progression uh which is something that was missing for a long long time um i mean you had challenge modes in mop and wad um which was all well and good, but that was just, you know, a dick, dick measuring contest. That's all it was. Now you get the dick measuring contest and some gear, and that's absolutely fantastic. That's just, it's, it's brilliant design, and I think they've done a fantastic job with the whole Mythic, Mythic Plus system. I would agree cool. completely. Mythic Plus has made five-man dungeons relevant again to the point where if you don't like bigger, bigger groups and you just like that five-man group as your niche then you actually have something you can progress to and just play that as your raid content especially and, with the mega dungeons like return to Karazhan. and that's absolutely correct because it's just there are people like me uh and obviously kevin who don't have a whole lot of time to play each week and you know you go in you bang out a dungeon in 30 minutes you bang out a mythic plus and you know you've got a good chance of rolling a nice piece of gear and that's just that's something that has been missing for a very long time yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. I mean, I you know, especially if you don't have a large group of friends or you aren't able to, to commit to a guild and, you know, do raid nights with them, um, definitely dungeons are the way to go. And, you know, having the ability to scale the dungeons and make it harder. And I, I've only ever done, I think, a two or a three. So there's tons of room that I have to even you know, grow in my gameplay and do higher level um, Mythic Plus dungeons. Um, any in particular that stand out to you, Gav, that are just really fun and, and you will always run that each week? Um, I will tell you right now, just from a pure, like, just from the mechanic standpoint and just from the enjoyment, I, I'm going to say Court of Stars, just because it is with, with the spy game interlude in the middle of it, it actually is really fun. Um, you, I don't feel like we've seen something that re that a puzzle. We we haven't seen a puzzle in the game in a very long time uh, as actually progression part of the dungeon. And like just from a mechanical standpoint, that's really interesting and really fun to watch and look at. Um, from a just pure like get in and get out standpoint, Souls. Mall of Souls, no way around it. It's you're in and out. It's done. It's a quick, fast, fun little dungeon. Chris, what about you? Uh, I'll completely agree with them on Mall of Souls. This is one of the best to just get in and out. Just a fun little dungeon. My favorite dungeon is actually Black Rook Hold. It's just, I love the story that came with it going into Black Rook Hold from Valshara, and then getting in there and just seeing some of the characters like uh Ravencrest that we've read about, we've known about, all that. It's it's just one of those dungeons that just makes you just enjoy it. And it's 
it's it's a night elf dungeon. I'm, I'm I love the night elves. This is the night elf expansion that I didn't know I wanted, so I love it. So gotta love the night elves. That's awesome. Yeah, I think myself, um, black or cold, I kind of like it just because they have got that spot where you can run up the stairs and you have to kill all this the um, bats that are coming at you. I just I I kind of like the fluidity of it and the fact that you have to kill things on the run and keep moving. Let's um, not forget those boulders, though, because, you know, oh, yeah. everyone always dies on those boulders. <laughs> Don't forget the boulders and killing the DPS with spiders. <laughs> that is fun, that part. I do oh, love that. That is the best part of that whole dungeon. Yeah, we yeah we should mention, as the prot paladin of the group and uh, purposefully uh, kiting this, the spiders onto the DPS and killing them. <laughs> Uh, or overpulling. Um, overpulling every yeah. time. I can't help it. <laughs> but I, you know, the the thing that I think is interesting about Legion Dungeons is that that kind of overpulling and while well, you're pulling things too quickly and you know that's actually needed when you get to Mythic Plus to hit the timer. So I like the fact that you know going through it quickly in the lower levels is actually somewhat preparing you for completing the Mythic Plus dungeons when you eventually get there. And like I've said before, you know, I just treat every pull like you would treat it in Mythic Plus. You know, I'm trying to get in and out, and I don't have all that much Mythic Plus experience. I've done every single one of the dungeons, but I don't know how it's actually going to play out getting into it. So, you know, when I pull six packs at a time, you know, challenge you on it, you know, we'll see how it goes. See if we can actually hack it. And from a tank perspective, it's nice to see that you're having to do things like line of sight pull because I haven't had to line of sight pull since wrath. Wrath, yeah, probably wrath. That's the yeah, last time uh, line of sight pulls were actually needed. Like halls of reflection stuff like that. Yeah. I loved that dungeon. That was it was a fantastic dungeon. dungeon. It was such a good one. It was so good. <laughs> that first, the, those first two bosses, though, <laughs> those first two bosses. Oh, uh, that's why I loved that dungeon. They were so fucking hard. Oh, I I think the interesting thing here is that we, you're going through your dungeon experience in Legion and you're recalling, you know, what was fun or what was good about the old expansions. And I think that, I don't know if that's Anne's direction or just the WoW teams in general, that they've kind of been able to pull those elements out of the older expansions that people really enjoyed and somehow bake that into the Legion experience. Have you noticed that? Um, I would say that... This is definitely the expansion of everything the fans have wanted. So everything that the fans have kind of been craving from the old expansions, they are kind of throwing it in here. And especially with the changes that have done to the healing and the tank mechanics and the difficulty of some of the mobs in the pool, in the dungeons, it's de you're definitely having to go back to, right, we need to be a bit safer here. We need to pull smart here. So it's it's definitely something that you're seeing a lot in the Legion stuff. And yeah, I'll agree completely. Um, I'm I'm feeling like I'm doing when I'm going into some of these dungeons like Maw of Souls after you've cleared Harboron and you're starting to deal with uh, those packs behind him with the healers and the fearers and everything else. Yeah, the one just before uh, Helia. Yeah, just before Helia. Um, I'm feeling it reminds me a lot of doing Grim Batal before they nerfed the Cata Heroics. Yep. Um, where you have these really, really ridiculously dangerous packs of mobs, and they're ten times worse than what you're going to be dealing with when you get to the actual boss. Yep. Um, which is fantastic. I mean, as as an older player, you know, that's it. It really is a callback to how the dungeons used to be. I mean, 
yes, you're going to be dealing with a lot of morons uh, if you're pugging everything because people don't want to CC. Um, but that's always been a problem. That has always been a problem no matter what you're doing. Even so. in vanilla, that was a problem. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the the difficulty of some of the pools, it, like like uh, Gav said, it takes you back to specifically the Cataclysm dungeons before the nurse, Grimbatol, Halls of Origination was the one I was thinking of. That first, those first pools, yeah, right at the start, yeah, right were, at the beginning, yeah, were horrible. That's what it takes me back to, and I love it. I love actually yeah. having to think about what I'm doing as a tank. Yeah, like critical thinking as a tank has been something that, you know, has been on and off throughout the years, you know, in BC Vanilla Cata, uh, BC Vanilla Wrath, you know, it was just, oh, make sure you get all of your, make sure you uh, hit your uh, uncrushable and then push everything off the uh, hit table and just sit there. Get those four sunders up. Yeah, get those four sunders up. Just make sure you pushed all white hits off of the uh, critical t hit table and engine mitigation table, and that's all you have to worry about. Then, you know, they started introducing active mitigation. The first iteration of it was interesting, but uh, as somebody who's played a prop paladin, you know, I was not happy with how the active mitigation used to work, with how with the holy power change and how everything else was going on. Um, and they've moved that now to a point where I'm actually happy with how the active mitigation system is working and actually happy with how I'm engaging in the game. Yeah, I'd agree. The, the 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 looking at the first iteration of active mitigation back with the Death Knights, and seeing how it's evolved since then, it's it's very clear that Blizzard's actually listened to tanks and what the problem was. Every class has active mitigation. Every tank has active mitigation that works very differently from each other's, but it all works. And tanks aren't squishy. They're not overpowered they're just where they need to be to stay alive and 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 uh tandem with a healer it's really nice to see well and you know bringing that back to how it relates to dungeons i think you know especially in a dungeon like halls of valor where it's really important for the tank to do the correct pulls and not over pull and you know have more strategic you know thinking involved i think has been really interesting to see Yes, it's it's been. I I remember doing MLP uh, heroics like right out of the gate, and it was just brain dead, a absolutely brain dead. There were yep. no tanking mechanics that you had to pay attention to. I was a death knight. I could solo most of those. It was boring as hell. Well, whoop de doo! You were a death knight. Yep. Should I call was... you me out now? Yep. I was. My point. My point is. There was no real tanking mechanics back then to the point where if you were a Death Knight, you could literally solo them. It took forever, but, you know, you could easily solo them. And then, you know, back then, of course, there was the vengeance mechanic on everything. So it really didn't actually take all that long, really. Nope. Not with vengeance. Thank all God right. they got rid of that. Yep. <laughs> Moving on to our next topic for the weekly news is the PTR testing uh, on... Uh, and the PTR testing patch notes. So um, a few things that they're testing now are the micro holidays that are, that will be added into the game in 715. Um, and on the 10th of December, they're testing the March of the Tadpoles. And on the 11th, they're testing the Volunteer Guard Day. Um, any interest in checking those out, guys? 
Oh, I'm testing the Volunteer Guard Day one. I'm so I'm, excited I'm going to give that one a shot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that looks so um, fun. I loved the Call of the Scarab event. Um, I'm just just flat out saying it. I love the Call of the Scarab event. It was actually was it really it was it was actually really entertaining. Um, there, of course, it being PTR, you know, everybody is funneled into you know a couple of servers, so yeah. you know you've got a lot more representation. But with how the sharding and CRZ works now, I'm pretty certain the whole event is going to be actually really entertaining and live. You know, talking about CRZ, I just remember when that first came in, how everyone hated it. Oh yeah, and now it's like. I can't imagine Legion zones without CRZ. It's it's really helping deal with the issues of, you know, being on a more dead server. I mean, my, my server group is yep. very, very light on people, but because of sharding and CRZ, I'm constantly running into people. Fantastic. And sharding just being, for people who aren't familiar with that, is just how it's putting people onto servers and how it's um, evening out the the number of people on each of those. Kind, right? Kinda. It's uh, essentially for ev if, uh, on. Say we're on Twilight's Hammer as the as the realm we're on. Uh, on Twilight's Hammer, you've got Azuna, and then Azuna itself has four different versions of Azuna, and it phases people into each different version to try and balance it out so that it's not crashing the zone because of the amount of people. Yeah, and I I can foresee that being an issue and something that they're um they'll need to take heavy advantage of if they have a lot of people participating in these events. It's it's also used for um, PvP servers that are, say, overly horde-dominant. It phases people onto that shard so that it's a fair balance of horde and alliance, especially when it's like um, CRZs involved. It try and balances it a bit. Excellent. All right. So uh, the other big news that occurred this week was there was a developer Q and A. So this is with Ian Hazakostas, the Ian, uh, Ian <laughs> the game director of World he of Warcraft. He's being called Ion, by the way. Don't do that. Ian. I know. I have trouble with that name in general, but anyway. So him and uh, Lore, the community manager. Um, I thought I I watched probably about seventy five percent of it yesterday, and I really liked how they took some specific questions about the um, specs that people have really been complaining about as they've been logging into the PTR and testing some of the the specs that have been on there. So last week we talked that you know during the um, PTR testing, a lot of people were complaining that my spec is undertuned, my spec's overtuned, yada yada. Mostly the people who say their specs get nerfed are the ones that are the ones complaining. And it was nice that they said, hey, we don't normally talk about specific specs, but, and then they went on to answer like half an hour's worth of just specific spec questions and yeah. the fact that they're still tuning them. And, um, you know, was there anything during that particular discussion on the specs that kind of stuck out to you as something of note? Warlocks and Demon Hunters. Those are the big ones for me. Um, because you play this game. Yes, because I play those. That's what I play. Those are the ones I care about. So when, <laughs> when you're listening to Ian talk about, or Ian, Ian talk Jesus about... Jesus Christ, his name's not Ian. <laughs> all right. Ian, when you're listening to him talk about um, your particular spec, like what are you keying in on or what did you really pick up on as something that you're looking forward to once the, once the patch drops? Um. Well, for Demon Hunters specifically, it was the fact that I don't enjoy the way Havoc plays purely because 
the this the play style is very momentum based you have to be jumping around using your fail rush using your um your backflip i can't remember what the hell it's called uh, a lot to kind of build up your dps and there's no viable build that works where you can actually just sit there and just nook and just kind of tunnel vision i'm a tunnel visioner when i dps and i kind of wanted that they had, what they were saying during the developer Q&A is that they are very much aware that there is a lot of people out there that want that kind of spec for the Demon Hunter. And in 715, they are working on tuning... Uh, they're working on tuning. Uh, they're working on tuning it so that there is a build that they don't feel like you have to moment, use the momentum build. So that a stand there and nuke build will be viable. Cool. So I'm very happy for that for Havoc. And... Chris, or Gav, sorry. Uh, unfortunately, audience, uh, Gav's name is also Chris, so yes. <laughs> it's always confusing talking to both of them at the same time. So, Gav, Which have you often. Know, <laughs> did you get a chance to listen to the developer Q&A and had any feedback or anything that really you were like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that? I actually didn't listen to too much of the developer Q&A. Um, my week has just been a little nuts, so I wasn't paying too much attention to it, to be frank and honest. I'm sorry. Please don't hurt I'm me. Sorry. Failed us. Notice me this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The the one thing that I kind of keyed in on was um the fact that and and you know working for a development company myself um I I I love when people are very transparent about hey we screwed this up and one of the things that they've said that about is the uh secondary stats in the release and i know chris is gonna complain because he thinks i'm gonna get into a bunch of math but i just wanted to point out some key points here about the secondary stats so you know as, as kind of a newer player myself i'm not like deep into min maxing the stats and all that jazz but um, what he mentioned in particular was that like an 820 item is going to feel like an 830 item so the um the amount of benefit you'll get from the secondary stat is going to decrease, but it's going to get an increase in stamina and intellect or uh, strength or agility. Um, so your primary stat is going to kind of go up a little bit and your secondary stat is going to go down a little bit, but overall it'll feel better. And overall it's going to feel better to get a, um, a higher level or higher eye level item. Um, and be able to use it instead of saying, well, you know, maybe it doesn't have both of the secondary stats that I need, and it's not really going to be an upgrade for me. So, you know, I think kind of having the eye level be what drives you to upgrade is going to be a lot easier for newer players. I think it is also important to point out that Ian did say that when the patch does go live with these changes, until you start getting new gear from say Nighthold or heroic throne of uh, uh trial of valor stuff like that you will feel a little less dps you will do a little less dps than what you were doing before purely because that that's just how it's gonna have to work to sort these secondary stats your dps will be affected a little bit but not much like maybe two percent not a lot uh gav did you have any concerns about the eye level changes or I, I, I've, in some ways, I've been kind of hesitant about a lot of the stuff with Legion relating to eye level because it just reminds me of Wrath and gear score add-ons and everything yep. going right back to that. It, it makes because yep. I, I've been, I've been turned down for groups before. I, I'm an eight because you didn't have the eye level. I'm an eight sixty two tank. 
I, I'm an 862 prop tank. I've got two legendary pieces. I, I'm missing a couple of small pieces because, you know, I don't raid really anymore. Um, but I've been turned down for groups because my eye level isn't at where people want it to be. So it, it, it's reminding me a lot of that gear score controversy. And, you know, uh, that, of course, is actually what drove the creation of eye level. Yep. Is the funny thing is uh, before Wrath, uh, item level was actually a hidden stat on uh, items. It was not something that was a public stat on it. Um, and I don't think they actually made it visible until the end of Andy Wrath when the Cataclysm patch hit. That uh, yeah, for the Cataclysm, what was it? The four point one or whatever it was patch. Four point zero point one. Four point zero point one patch. Yeah, the pre patch for it. Uh, and all of a sudden, every item you own has its item level clearly displayed on it before that you know they, they had to use aggregators uh aggregating add-ons i'm not a fan of that in the slightest um no. but on the flip side with that you know i do like that there's going to be a little bit more clarity um and a little bit a little bit more clarity of choice in what items are an upgrade to you um i have i am still using some items that are like 840 but it's because they rolled perfectly on my secondary stats compared to, say, you know, I've got a haste mastery pair of boots um, that are 840, but I've got like an 850 crit haste set, crit hate piece, crit haste piece, and you know, I'm just like, uh, but that's, that's actually not your work. primary stat. Yeah, crit's not a primary stat for me, so it's something I'm like, uh, I don't know, you know, it's it's 10 eye levels. It's the exact same for me on my Demon Hunter. I've I've given up so many upgrades because there's no versatility or mastery on them. And then, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like this change is going to kind of make that feel a lot better and you should feel more comfortable doing an actual upgrade of an item instead of um, trying to ensure that every single item has the two top secondary stats that you like. Yep. So... Yep. Here's yeah, so, the thing: um, this wouldn't yep. be a problem if they didn't if they didn't take out reforging. <laughs> I, this is I, I, I argue with you on the reforging there. I uh, that was a now that I'm sorry now that system. hit and expertise doesn't exist. There's no reason but, not to have reforging. No, no, no. Now that hit and expertise are gone, there's no reason to have reforging. That was the whole purpose of it was you know to make it so that it was easier to hit your hit and expertise caps back in uh, mop panda land. Yeah, Pandaria. That that was like the only reason you had it was because they had this same issue. There was the gear that was poorly itemized, or the secondaries were strange, and players were having trouble hitting um hitting their hit and expertise caps. So they introduced reforging to allow it to be easier. With that gone, there's no reason whatsoever to have reforging in the system. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on from the geeky old stuff that I don't know about and we'll <laughs> talk about the weekly challenge sorry you're um, so this week the weekly challenge is get some add-ons um we're talking about basic ui add-ons versus complex ui add-ons and some of the differences there and i'm really kind of a noob at when it comes to ui add-ons so i'm gonna let these guys talk about it a little bit and um i think uh chris let's start off with you and talk about um some easier add-ons for newer players to get that would really improve their game experience but not be very complicated to set up okay um there are two there are two or three very easy ui bundles that you can get 
that essentially change your entire interface to make it a bit more efficient, a bit more customizable, and just a lot easier to kind of manage. The the basic three and are Chris. Maybe even before you say that, what is wrong with the current UI or the base UI that would kind of drive you into this direction? Oh, so many things. <laughs> uh, it's not customizable at all. You don't have any control over where you put things. Uh, like the unit frames can't really be the unit frames can be moved. Like the health bars and that can be moved, but that's about it. Everything else is stationary. You can't move it unless you put an, unless you install an add-on. So you can't really design a UI that's efficient for you with the base system. And what are some of those things that would cause you to want to change it? Like is it because you're in a different spec that you would want to have a different UI or No, it's just cuz I'm really OCD and want things to be clean and where I want them. I see. The, okay. The like the, the current UI, the the base UI is a little cluttered. Um yeah, definitely. A little bit of the OCDness coming in right there. Yep. That's so, really what it comes down to. <laughs> so, what are some easy ones to get into? There are three really easy ones, and then there are two more complex ones that I'm going to let Gav talk about because he knows them more than I do. Um, so uh, the the easy ones that are that you can set up are LVI and TuckUI. Those are actually designed by the same person and are available on the same website and through a client that's on that website. So the website is TuckUI. Is it dot com? And it's. T-U-K-U-I. Yeah, T-U-K-U-I dot org, not dot com. T-U-K-U-I dot org. Um, so what this does is it essentially completely redesigns the UI, makes it a lot more cleaner, a lot more streamlined, and you can also move every single aspect of the UI to where you want it to and scale it to how you want it to. So if you only want to have three bars on your on your uh, on your screen that are in a column, so you can just they're all there for you, you can do that. If you want to have your unit frames on one side of the 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 screen and your bags on the other side of the screen, you can do that. Uh, it is very simple to set up once you install the add-on through the either the launcher or downloading it and installing it into your directory files. You log into the game and there is literally an install window that pops up and you just follow the steps step by step to go through it and then it's all set up for you. You can then go in and customize it however you want. It's very, it's it's a little overwhelming when you first get in and you've never seen something like it. But then once you read through what all the settings are and what it's capable of doing, it becomes very second nature to just kind of, okay, I want to move this over here, click, click, done. And when, like, let's say you're installing WoW in a new computer and you get LVUI set up, what is, like, the one thing about LVUI that, you know, you're saying, wow, I, I can't play WoW unless I have this customized? It literally just because it lets me clean up the screen, get rid of a lot of the clutter, and just put everything where I want it and where it needs to be for me to tank or heal effectively. Um, Gav, have you used Elv UI or Tuck UI ever? Um, I used Elv a long time ago. I want to say it was probably BC back when you know you actually had to worry about what add-ons you had installed at the time, yeah. because you know you, of course, back then you know that was what ten years ago. So back when know, Titan Bar was a thing. Titan Bar, yes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, but yeah, I, I used Elv. 
I, I used Elf way back then, and you know, I was running on a toaster even for that time frame. So you know, I only got a little bit of experience with it, but uh, I've tried it since. Um, <clears throat> I don't like that I don't have complete granular control over every single aspect of it. That's my only major concern. Um, it's a fantastic tool if if you know you're getting started. Um, Throw Tuck, throw Elves, throw something on um, if you're just getting started with uh, add-ons because they're both fantastic, completely easy to use. Very good beginner add-ons. If you want, if you do want a bit more advanced, there are other ones you can move on to. Yep. Which... Uh, like those are like the basic bitch starter kits for it. So yes, and if you do like the basic bitch starter kits, you don't have to swap. You if you have if you have it and you like it and it works for you, stick to it. Exactly. Um... Like, I've been using my add-on, the set of add-ons that I've been using, I've been using that for close to six or seven years now, so. I think I'm about the same. I think I, swap, I, think I swapped to Elv about six years ago, and I've, I've never looked back. And Gav, what is the add-on that you're using now? I use Shadowed Unit Frames. Um, it's a little bit more granular control. Um, like, Elv is great, but there are some elements of Elv that you really can't do much with, with Shadowed unit frames, I can pretty much control the whole thing um, from cast bars to energy bars to um, nameplates. You, you have pretty, pretty granular control over every single aspect of the UI. And what is the one thing that you use that for? And, you know, you can't play WoW unless you've got that installed and you've tweaked, you know, one particular thing. Um... It's definitely got to be uh, party frames. Um, there are I, I I play tank and healer mostly, so having the ability for you know displayable debuffs across the whole nameplate instead of across the whole uh, portrait plate instead of just you know on the debuff bar, that's fantastic. You know, highlighting on uh, curable debuff based on spec and class, um, distance distance modifiers uh, is is massive 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 for me what is a distant modifier um so what that does is it uh highlights the portrait based on their your castable range from uh from the player um so if they're outside of my whatever it is 40 yard castable range as a holy priest you know they're bar fades out and i it it's a visual visual reminder uh that i can't heal them right now so i have to reposition myself or force them to reposition themselves yeah elf does something very similar it's 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 very helpful from a healer standpoint uh it, it reminds me a lot of using healbot way back in the day you know oh, healbot and click i used healbot and click uh i used click so yeah so very similar um those are some older more advanced add-ons that i'm not really going to get into um but yeah definitely definitely it's a it's all the modifiers that you can apply to your party and raid frames those those are hands down what i use the most excellent and i actually get some of that benefit from just a regular add-on called tidy plates um <laughs> i know that you oh guys are gosh. gonna yell at me <laughs> Because I'm talking about tidy plates, but that's kind of the one where I have like modified the way that um, pe like people show up in the world, like the little bar above their head, because it's got that same thing where if they're too far away, it kind of grays out their their plate, so I know that I can't heal them 
and will actually show me where somebody Wait, is in the world. Question: Are you healing yeah. using tidy plates? Yeah, of course I am. Sweet Jesus! And oh I'm my God! Jesus. And I'm using basic. I'm using the oh basic UI. I don't have algorithm. That explains so much about your oh healing. Too much. This explains <laughs> everything. This explains everything. Oh my god! I know. I know. Uh, well, I mean, oh my Jesus! I, I found I found a system that works for me, and that's I, what I, I, I am going to walk you through installing like. Oh Shadow. my god! Please fix his. Please fix his healing, because <laughs> you have no idea how much this is diminishing your numbers like, like, just by healing like that. You are not playing whack-a-mole the way you're supposed to be playing whack-a-mole, my friend. That, that, that is not how you play whack-a-mole. Okay? You're playing whack-a-mole, and it's just, oh my god, Kevin. You, you, have, you have gimped yourself. You are playing whack-a-mole from five feet away with a sniper rifle, okay? All right, well, maybe you can show me offline. Oh, so we will fix you. Don't worry. What is, the, what is the UI that you would expect me to have as a healer playing World of Warcraft today? As a, as a beginner, I'd say elf. As a beginner, I'd say elf. Okay. For someone who is a bit more advanced, you could probably swap to Shadow, but if you're comfortable with Elf, stick to it. There are so, other add-ons like Spartan and X-Pearl. I'm sorry, Z-Pearl. X-Pearl <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. Z-Pearl. That, um, that are... Spartans are more on the simplistic side. Z-Pearl is a little more on the complex side. But they're very similar to just full add-on bundles that have customization significantly over the base UI. Hmm. And for our American listeners, that's Z Pearl. If you're <laughs> not Fuck familiar you. with this. If, 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 you right if, in the face. if you're not from America's hat or you know <laughs> prison land or Europe, yeah. Fuck y'all right in the face. There you go. <laughs> All right, Chris. So so I'm still kind of like what is installing this UI going to do for me in terms of a healer? That's going to a lot more granular knowledge. Like the fact of the matter is, is that the base UI gives you zero usable information half the time as a healer. Yeah. With one of the add-ons installed, in fact, even if you just installed something that gave you like custom party and raid frames, you would not need anything else. Screw the rest of your UI. Just installed Grid. Yes, I I used Grid and Click. That was Grid, Click, and Healbot was the combo. That's what I did. Yeah, grid click and healbot. Um, even if you just installed a party and raid add-on, it would increase your throughput and give you a lot more knowledge without having to you know, scan the battlefield and look for a plate. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm still using a party frame and a raid frame. I'm just using the base party and raid frame. No, you... You know what you said. So you much. literally just said you use the health bars above people's heads. No, no, no. That's like... So I will use that in terms of finding them if I can't find them. Like, I'll click on their... See the the thing that I can do with tidy plates is I can click on the the raid frame like the person from the raid frame, and then it like highlights their bar in the play field so I can say yes, hey. But our point is that if you use elf or shadow unit frames or something or any of the unit or any of the UI mods we've been talking about, it tells you their distance in the actual raid frame rather than having to look at tidy plates. Oh, and okay. Yeah, so that, that's what I was saying is that, you know, when I'm playing, I have, if my hunter is, you know, 60 yards behind me and I'm trying to blessing of sacrifice him because, oh my God, that dumbass pulled another pack. Um, I can see that I'm out of cast range for him. So I know I've got to pop, I've got to pop Cavalier, I've got to pop Charger and then go try to find him uh, because I know just from a glance that he's out of range of me. Um now, the question is, I have not played with the base 
frames in so I have so I did on the PTR they suck in so so long uh, do you, are there any do, do the raid frames it's, give it you any information yeah well, it does gray it out if they're too far away but I mean like any other informational like uh, debuff uh, it does do debuffs it it's, does do not, debuff. it's not as effective as elve or the other ones but it does do debuffs okay uh, then it's really just coming down to, you know, I, I mean, it's there. I, I prefer a cleaner look myself than really in the end. The Ultimately, thing is, like, thing. if you look at, like, Elven's Shadow and all the other ones, the unit frames are way more customizable. You can literally have them wherever you want. You can have them set up in whatever order you want. You can grip them. You can just have them all over your screen. You can have them at one giant bar if you wanted. You can't do that with the base. Okay. I understand there's more ways to customize it. I found a system that works for me, but maybe I'll take your advice and try one of these UIs. You know, if it, goes. It, if it truly, truly works for you, if it truly works for you, ultimately you are the only person that, you know, is in charge of your own game. You're the only, exactly. one, paying, you're the only one paying 15 bucks a month. So Chris and I really don't have a whole lot of leg to stand on to tell you, oh, no. hey, yeah, you're playing wrong. That That's not, you know... I, I've played with way too many people that say you're playing it wrong. Quit playing, you know. G quit life. It's like coming. It's like going to clicking key binding or a combo of the two. If it works for you, do it. Try and improve yourself. But if it works, stick with it. Yeah, and you know, if I'm keeping people alive in you know dungeons and mythic dungeon or mythic plus dungeons and in the raids, great. I mean, yeah, I've noticed my numbers are lower than other people, and maybe a add-on could help with that, but. You know, I haven't felt the need that it's like I can't play the game unless I've got something else like that. Maybe if you just got good and learned to play the game, you know, that might help. That might help <laughs> as well, yeah. Just a little bit. Exactly. All right, anything good scrub. Any, any other discussions about the add-ons? Uh, I can, I'm, after the show, I will, or at some point bef uh, this week, I will tweet links to all of the unit frames we've discussed tonight. Excellent. And I'll try to throw that into the actual body of the... Uh, podcast description so that you can go into the description of the podcast and get to some of the links that we're talking about now, on the show tonight. I am going to mention one thing um, that a lot of times add-ons themselves you don't freaking update them. You always forget to update them. Yep. So the game blatantly tells you hey your ui add-on's out of date do you want to disable it and then you disable it and you're like oh god i can't play like this anymore yes. or you know you ignore it and then all of a sudden you've got five million lui or lua errors popping up get a mod manager just just get a mod manager um yeah i, I know curse curse, right? curse, curse is a yeah. great one for like general uis elven talk have their own one that's, that you can download for windows and it works great just for elven talk stuff but Curse is an absolutely invaluable asset for WoW players if you use add-ons. Uh, just and, absolutely insane, yeah. And, you know, we should say there's a lot more add-ons than just the ones that we're talking about today, and we'll talk yeah. about add-ons in the these future. These are just the ones but... that we are aware... These are just the ones that we know, that we use, that we've used in the past. These are just our preferred ones. Yeah, so Curse actually used to be a separate app, and there used to be a Curse voice, and then a Curse like add-on manager now yep. everything is merged into curse, curse voice yeah which is at curse.com um and there's a section I, I mean there's a section in curse that is just world of warcraft add-ons now so you can say i want more add-ons and search add-ons and search by popularity or new new ones that have been released 
Um, and then once you install the add-ons that you want to install, um, it'll, it checks periodically for updates and allows you to quickly update them. So um, I'm actually looking at that now on my screen and can see all of the add-ons that I have here and if they've been updated or if there's an update available for them. So that really does make it easy. And if you haven't used a voice app, Curse is actually a pretty decent voice app um, yeah. to connect with people and have voice conversations. They just recently added video calling to that, uh, which is pretty cool. But, um, you know, Curse and Discord are kind of like the two main voice apps, but Curse has this World of Warcraft add-on functionality that Discord doesn't have. God, I remember it was just Ventrilo. <laughs> when it was just Ventrilo. But the thing is, there's still so many people that just use Ventrilo or yeah. TeamSpeak or whatever. Well, we use, my guild in Europe used TeamSpeak until like maybe six months ago. We only just swapped over to Discord. Which is, I mean, I, I'm actually having, I, I'm actually, I, I remember the painful, brutal days of Vent, you know, you know, having to juggle 16 different servers and, you know, know every single IP that you were doing, dealing with, you know, light yep. speed, dealing with 5 million light speed <laughs> IPs, trying to figure out, okay, which light speed, which, 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 which one is my guild? Which light speed is my guild? And uh, now it's all just there with one click. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, multiple channels. You can jump into whatever you want. And um, you can still type in the other channels if you're on if you're another one. And yeah, I, I just I just wanted to mention that because I'm super super guilty of not updating my add-ons in a timely yeah. manner. Uh, what I would say, when it especially when it's a patch day, update your fucking add-ons before you log in, or it's just going to be errors everywhere. And no one and wants it, LUA errors all day. No, um, if it's a patch day, what I would, what I do recommend for people is to change the settings on Curse so that it downloads beta add-ons, because then you at least get the versions that work for the current patch. Yeah, because usually when the patch drops, it takes the developers a few days to catch up and update their add-ons, so that yeah, it so will they're, work with that they're always patch. putting out beta stuff so that you can get something at least. That's actually a cool trick. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> G.I. Joe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, trademark, copyright. Um, <laughs> it's Hasbro. It, Hasbro. It's Hasbro. Okay. Just got to make sure that they get a shout out. All right. Um, with that, guys, I think we'll end the show. I wanted to, before we end, give a shout out to uh, Zencaster and uh, to Pat Crane in the CTR podcast because um, he mentioned on... Um, realm maintenance which also shouts out the realm maintenance um that they're that he's putting out a book to like tell people how to podcast and being a new podcast uh i think that that you know providing resources like that is invaluable to us um zencaster was one of the um apps that he mentioned uh, available online to help us record and we're actually recording the show through that so you'll have to let us know what you think of the audio quality and if we should continue this or if not or if gab should buy a new microphone because his is garbage it is but we love yeah, it is it is garbage I, I i'm a garbage <laughs> player though too so okay so apologies for any audio problems during the show today um so that's it guys that's our show um if you want to talk to us during the week you can find us on twitter the show is at azeroth ctc for azeroth coast to coast uh kevin is at swing cat s-w-i-n-g-k-a-t chris is a car at akari underscore mag m-a-g 
if you'd like to find us in game, we are on the Dalaran server and we have a chat channel called ACTC for Azeroth Coast to Coast. Gav, our special guest, is available at Gavril underscore ET. That's G A B R I L L underscore ET. It's two I's, one L. G A B R I I L underscore ET. My bad. My eyes are bad. And if you want to email the show and not talk to us in a public venue, you can email comments, questions, concerns to AzerothCTC at gmail.com. Thanks for the show, guys. Have a great week. Woo, see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.